Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. There was totally no need for that intro because we just went live for some obscure reason. I obviously got my buttons mixed up. But anyway, there you go. you got the great entrance music of Wrestling Daily once again. And here we are uh, to kick off a Thursday edition of the show. Unfortunately, for those of you who have tuned in, hoping to see a Doc Gallows, last minute he's had to pull out. He had another obligation that he had to go through and, uh, you know, do basically media-wise. So... Unfortunately, the plug had to be pulled, um, but we are obviously working to try and do it again as soon as possible. And it's just unfortunate. We only really had an hour and a half notice ourselves. So it sucks and we're sorry. Um, but nonetheless, we, we still have a great show to get into from last night. And Gallows will be coming on at some point, Wendy Lou. Yeah, we, we're sorry about that. It wasn't us trying to force advertise or anything. Gallows was in the works, unfortunately. It had to fall through, but we're going to make it up to you over the next couple of weeks with some big shows. We're we're debuting the call in next week, so uh, so yeah, we've got some big things in the works, which we're very much excited to bring to you all. Some merch, which we've discussed once we hit ten k. So uh, we're good guys. We're we're good guys. These, these things just happen, unfortunately, sometimes in in this crazy world we live in. I was about to say this, uh, that we did the old switch like WWE do. Just like WWE advertised until the show end card, subject to change. A bit like that, yes. Um, but, yeah, obviously it sucks. Like, you know, nobody nobody wants to... Uh, you know, I was looking forward to it, right? And then Louis just messaged me going like, nah, it's off. So um, I was a bit nicer than just, no, it's off. Hmm? I, didn't, I didn't just message you going, no, he, he sacked us off. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Um, honestly, Al, Al didn't pick up. I, I, I wasn't pick, I was texting Pete, and Al wasn't picking up. So I was like, right, I'm gonna have to call Alex. Yeah, you know, do you know what? Um, what what happened? Right. So I stayed up last night. I don't usually stay up on the Wednesday to watch uh, the Wednesday night wars. I usually just have them on, and through the workday the next day. I the only thing I really ever stay up for is is SmackDown because I'm typically off on the Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, last night, I really wanted to see Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker. God, I'm glad that I did. Um, but I really wanted to catch it. So I stayed up and I couldn't quite get to sleep. Then my daughter got up really early. So I ended up having about three hours sleep. And uh, then, yeah, obviously, I didn't get to nap on my lunch either, which sometimes I sneakily do. And um, so when I finished work today, my missus and, and the kids were out. And I was just like, I fell asleep. That's straight up what happened. I don't so, blame you. 
Um, and then obviously you called me and I was like, huh? And, I, and then I woke you up. Yeah, your call woke me up. Oh, I am very sorry. I, no, very, very I needed sorry. I needed to wake up to be fair. So it was a good it was a it was a good alarm clock, just not a nice one. Um I'm sure the first voice anyone wants to hear after waking up is mine. <laughs> I mean to be fair, on the strength of what you said about the phone in debuting next week, uh we do obviously have co-hosts coming in on the Fridays as well. That will be something moving forward. Sean Ross Sapp, who actually Louis sat alongside today for the fightful preview of Fast Lane, he will be the first, the Quizzlemania champ will be the first co-host uh, next Friday. The one after that is going to be Denise Salcedo. And the Friday after that is The Distraction, which is Jeremy Lambert uh, and, of course, Joe Holbert. So, yeah, the next... Oh, we're we getting both on at the same time. Both of them are coming I up. I like that. I like that. Distraction takeover, essentially. So, like uh, the next those three weeks are going to be fun on the Friday, and yeah, I, I, I'm looking forward to it, man. A bit of a, a bit of a switch up, uh, and then hopefully we're going to fit Gallows in at some point. But um, as far as I can tell, almost certain Steph won't be moved from the Thursday slot again. I know guys have been upset that Steph isn't here um, to do the Wednesday Night Wars, um, and deservedly so. She's very, very good at it. So. I think that um, today I do think more than likely she'll be there. Once it all, obviously, everything, um, uh, once we found out Gallows can be part of the show, I messaged Steph because I was like, listen, they're going to want to, everyone's going to want to hear what you've got to say about this awesome AW show. And I was even thinking about it during the day. I was like, for the show, Steph, what couldn't be on today because of uh, the whole Gallows stuff? Uh, it, it was a shame it had to be today when the show was so good. I don't know, man. We should have found a way. I don't know what we would have done, but I don't know. Anyway, uh, let me tell you something. Oh, you've got some nerve showing your face around here, SP3. He did us proud. He did you us know, very, very Louis, proud. Just yourself. Bad. I've got all my faith in you, SP3. And Louis, you, you shouldn't be saying this, right? Because he got asked what former champion he'd prefer to partner with. He didn't say you. I know, I know, I know. And listen, <laughs> listen, I think it is purely because how you have besmirched me since we had to be together. I'm not me. that bad. But listen, give, give, given how you've depicted me to SP3 and these viewers of Wrestling Daily, I'm not surprised that you didn't pick me to, uh, to join him on the show. I, I said the other day, quote, Louis is a Quizzlemania champion and I am not. What, what, Ooh, more, can, that is what, true. what more can be that done there? Former Chrysalmania champion, but no, SP3, don't, you did don't well. You, don't you be out here getting sympathy, man. You, I'm the one. <laughs> I'm the one who's been robbed of titles. Um, no, SP3, of course you did well, my brother. Um, Look here, he's even confirmed it. Yes, it was how Alex said you were as a partner, and I do not think that is sarcasm. I think that is 100% genuine. There. I, I, I'm not sure. I've lost. What do, what do you mean? So he said it was how Alex said I was. Uh, oh, how you why said, he didn't yeah. pick you? All right, I mean. Yeah. Look, I did my best to sell you, Lou. I told you, you're a champ. I'm not a champ. It, the man's got his own mind. But um, SB3, man, good effort. Very entertaining. Great pipes on the lad. We all knew he could sing. Great well. pipes on the lad. Um, and also, uh, is he on the distraction today? When is that? Let us know now. in the chat. Is he? How's he doing this? I don't know. I think, is it live? Is the distraction live? don't know how is he doing this magic anyway he is going to be on the distraction at some point to so check out that show anytime uh it'll be there if you don't watch it live anyway 
the distraction get... is live. The, the, we are going head to head with the distraction. Oh man, it's it's the it's the Thursday night wars. It's Thursday night wars. <laughs> Let's uh, get moving then into the Wednesday Night Wars. And, you know, I must admit, I only really watched a bit of NXT today. Like, I was really busy in the end. Um, spoke to Joe Hendry, Ring of Honor. Um, was like, oh, I've got a big WWE interview tomorrow. A big one. It's huge, Ooh. guys. It's huge. Vince. Uh, you got Vince. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've got Vince. Um <sighs> I'm trying to think of a tease that won't absolutely give it away, but he is like a former cool. world champion. He's, you know, uh, one of the most popular WWE superstars of the last decade, I would say. So, how recent was his title reign? Nah, come on, man. I've given you the tease, right? <laughs> you, it, it, to me, I haven't spoke to this guy in four years. I think I know who it is. Years. Oh, go on, then. Who do you think it is? Is it Kofi? I can't tell you, man. You told me to voice who I thought it was. (laughs) Just so I could say I'm not going to tell you. It it isn't Kofi, though. I spoke to Kofi, like, six months ago. Anyway. All right. All right. Sorry. It's uh, it's a big one. For me, Like this is an interview I've been chasing for um, a long time. So to get him... To get him... To get him one-on-one, it's going to be great. Anyway, moving along. Louis, man, we've got to talk about what everyone is here for. It's the titular news, which leads us nicely into the ground, you know, the history-making. Women's main event on AEW Dynamite. Britt Baker, Thunder Rosa, Lights Out match. Oh, my word, they exceeded expectations. But in reference to the title, it's more about what Britt Baker said after, Louis, before we get into the actual action. Yeah. Um, so Britt was on the. Um, they did like a like an exclusive like post match stuff talking about like the girls got a lovely reception from people at ringside. Like Tony Khan was there, Kenny Omega was there. They all walked to the back and they got a standing ovation, which was lovely. And then when Britt was getting her thumbtacks out, she said, "Oh, like she's always wanted a five star match from Meltzer." She said, "I hope Meltzer liked it and gave it five stars," which is obviously it's an interesting thing to say. And you know what? I, I I'd be. I'd, I no, but you know what? I'd probably be in the same position if I was her. If I was a wrestler, and listen, there, there's no real way to judge matches in like as in it's not like a football score where you're like, I want to win the Champions League or like I want to win the this or that. Like that is a pretty high accomplishment for people in wrestling to get their matches rated the highest that they can get. So well, not the highest they can get, but above the the the, the heralded five stars. So I kind of get why. Brit might want that five stars. And you know what? If, if that's our goal, good for her. I'm, I'm happy for it. If, if that's our goal. It's more what Tony Khan said that surprised me. Where Tony Khan was like, oh, um, uh, it could be sh- like, it could be up for show of the year. Like, I was like, mm, okay, like, f- fair enough. Like, he's not wrong, but would I have said that? Probably not. Mm. It was a good show, though. Um... It, it, it was a very good show. And listen, I don't want to... Like I, I'd heard it was I, I, so I heard the week before what some of the stuff like on the show was going to be because it was obviously taped a week in advance, um, and I heard this match was good, and I've heard that a lot of times recently about matches, and I think because I've known going in that the expectations are high, it hasn't always delivered because I'm like I'm imagining maybe in my head something that's better than it is. This I heard was good. This I fell asleep beforehand. 
So I caught it in the morning after scrolling through Twitter and seeing all of the positive stuff. And this match was incredible. It was absolutely incredible. For me, it's not only what they did in the ring, but what it means for wrestling moving forward. Uh, it's For me, it's like, it's a match that we could be talking about in 20, 30 years if there's a documentary on women's wrestling as being like the one of the most important women's matches. I can't remember the last time. Like WWE's done some good stuff on pay-per-view, like main event in WrestleMania, Bailey and Banks at NXT, Bailey and Banks again at Hell in the Cell. But in terms of on TV, I don't know any other match that like a televised women's match that has been so important. And I tweeted this today. It wasn't just a good women's match. It was a good match. It was a very, very good match. And I, I don't like how people say, oh, like, for a women's match, it was very good. Like, no, for a, for a wrestling match on AEW Dynamite, which has the highest standards of wrestling, this was out of this world. I love this. And you know what? If it got, if tomorrow it gets five stars, I'm not going to be uh, disappointed in the slightest. I think it's more than deserving of the five stars. Hats off to both women. They should be incredibly, incredibly proud of themselves. It was absolutely fantastic. I mean, I remember speaking to Johnny Gargano about what stars mean to wrestlers. Like, I, I think I interviewed him in the PC a few years ago and I was, cause he has a few from Melzer, right? And I was just like, is that something that you guys care about? Like, is that something that you kind of strive towards? Because to me <clears throat> on like the surface, it sounds kind of ridiculous, but also I do get it because he is like such a pillar in the industry, whether you, you know, people want to admit it or not. Um, and, you know, with all the historians and all of that stuff, like he, basically is the top right so if that means something to you then who's to say it shouldn't do you know what i mean like it, as as a performer i can totally understand where they're coming from my yeah, i'm not going to tell anyone that they shouldn't want five stars like if, if that's if that's for them fair play and if they're like you know what it's stupid why some bloke that's never wrestled judging my matches also fair enough like yeah. whatever, I mean, whatever 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 Gar they want gargano was kind of like it's cool like he goes it's not what i like do it for it's not what i strive for but he goes yeah. he like you know but it's cool that he has it so you know it, it works both ways right it's it's a bit of a flip situation i do think um also though that Meltzer, there's several matches he rates that you know i i would judge incredibly differently so at the same time course, i don't i don't of course it is i don't put too much personal stock into what dave Meltzer says like it's not as if it's going to change my opinion on a match or anything but at the same time i do get you know, he's been doing it for so long. I do understand why people might uh, feel a certain way about those stars. So that's fine. Um, in terms of the action, it was it was brutal. And not you know, going back to what you just said, you know, gender, it was brutal. Full stop. It wasn't like brutal for a women's match. Like it was just plain brutal, no matter who was in it. And so the action was great. The spots were hard. Um, it didn't feel like a stretch either because the feud to me made sense like the the way it had been brewing the way they'd built to it and the intensity that the women had in the match it made all the sense to me so i really loved it and i thought the execution was on point delighted for the women because obviously in such a spot where you're making history you want to do something that's like indelible that's memorable um and that's exactly what they did in terms of like the last time you've seen something like that on TV, I mean, I mean, WWE, you haven't seen a women's match that brutal. I mean, we've seen, you know, Hell in the Cells and stuff like that, um, TLCs, but in terms of like something outright as brutal as that, no, absolutely not. Um, the I don't know, Charlotte and Banks maybe is probably the last memorable TV match from women. I don't know. Maybe that there's probably a, there's probably like a, a series of others. Like I remember Banks and Bailey and um, the 
Kabuki Warriors and stuff doing things. I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, as... they had good matches, but they didn't feel like, like I can't remember the last time women had a match like this in terms of this brutality in well, years. I mean, in, for me, in, in WWE, they wouldn't. That's just, I mean, no. but that's just. In terms that's... of mainstream, on cable TV, like on cable TV, this felt that that's why it felt significant. It felt important because of the fact we don't see this every week. And you know what? I, I loved it. And I, it didn't feel like it was shoehorned in to be the first women's match, the first women's main event, the first women's lights out match. Like, it didn't feel like, oh, they were doing it because they wanted to, like, tell us. They felt it, it was deserving. It was deserving of the spotlight, and the women delivered. Yeah, I don't think it's, like, one of those things. I mean, you just said, like, shoehorned or crowbarred in. Like, I, I don't... Um... I I just think that like in terms of it the the spot that it was in is what makes it so much where everyone's like they should be proud or you know they'd made history and like whatever and to to have the spot and then to deliver in such a way and it is totally different from what we've seen and I think that makes it more even more magical right like AW offered an alternative that you can't possibly find a match like that in WWE because WWE just wouldn't do that. Um, so for them to go out and knock it out of the park like that, like Brit, both their stock went up tremendously, but Britt Baker lost. And I feel like her stock went up the most. Like she really laid down a marker of like, wow, she, she did like, she took all, nearly all of the bad, nasty, risky spots in that match. Nearly all of them were, were Baker, um, you know, including the thumbtacks, the tables, all of that, all of that stuff. So I just feel like she comes out of this, you know, a bit like a legend. And I don't know if we're going to get like... Well, it's good on on anyone. But I mean, I don't know if she's going to come out like a deathmatch legend now. Um, But I still think they did something great. It was, you know, nasty, brutal, chaotic stuff. And for me, that was just a different take on anything that I've seen recently. But that wasn't really the main thing. The main thing was they had the main event slot. They needed to pull out all the stops and justify, you know, being the first ever. And they did. That's absolutely what they did. Have AEW, you know, does it all of a sudden mean that they, you know, did it all right and they have not made many missteps with the women's division? No, not at all. Like, I still think they could have done things a lot better. Yeah, they were handicapped with injuries, the travel ban. There's a lot of reasons why it's been a slow crawl to where we are now. But I do think this could be a legitimate serious launch pad for them this could be like an iconic rivalry jade cargill is coming who has got all of the like intangibles to be someone incredibly special the momentum is now there it's like it's okay now the onus is on them to do something else so take it further yeah, i agree and the it, it's important again that the follow-up is going to be very important to this how aw reacts and responds is going to be incredibly important uh, and in terms of the viewership, which has just actually been released now, uh, <clears throat> AW got 768,000 uh, viewers, whereas NXT got 597,000. So they fell quite significantly. Uh, obviously didn't promote anything because until like an hour before the show, really, because of the COVID stuff mm-hmm. and not knowing who was going to be cleared for the show. But AW, it's a good number. It's 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 gone up from last week, which was main evented by. Help me are out. You, are you waiting for me to help you out? What from last week's yeah. Dynamite? Yeah. Off the top of my what head, main evented last week's Dynamite? That's going to bother me. That is going to bother me. What what was the date last week? Don't know. Um, tenth. I mean, I feel like this is 
This, is this that important? <laughs> yes, 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 yes. My, my point is, it's gone up from last week, which is incredibly important because we know Tony Khan is a stats man. The, in, the, in, the inner, inner circle was the closing segment. I can't remember the, inner, the match. There we go. Inner circle was the closing segment. Uh, and what was uh, the match? that was... I don't know what the match before that was, though, if we're going to... Scorpio get... Sky and Darby Allen, I think. Right, okay. So, um, yeah, I think that the fact that they've drawn a better number will be good because Tony Khan's a stats man. I do. I, I was worried that the, the, the viewership wouldn't be good. Not because I didn't think it warranted it. Just, it was a worry that I had that then it would be like, all right. And people that were saying, Oh, the AW women's division shouldn't be pushed because they don't draw big viewership numbers have now not got an excuse because they outdrew last week's show. Uh, so you know what? Fair play. I'm, I'm they, very happy. Have they done the? I mean, we haven't seen the hour by hour breakdown, so you don't know if they did specifically draw them out. But I'm, I'm assuming no. they will have. I'm assuming. Yeah. So. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I'm still like looking at that number and I don't know, I feel it's a bit low that I deserve more. It's a bit low. It, I, it... But they've been low for like, uh, let me, I had it up here. The, 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 if we just go through very quickly the 2020 ratings, they've actually been quite low for the last couple of weeks, which was a bit surprising. Like, um, so that even like the, so the Crossroads episode did 900,000, which was to be expected uh, because Shaq's on it. But then you've got like uh, 831,747, 741, 734, 730. Uh, 62, uh, 854, and then at the beginning of the year was 662. So not 
like it's it's not too like you don't look at that number as like oh damn that was low like it was good like it's kind of par for the core what a what aw's been doing this year but again nxt man that's low for nxt well i mean the thing is like obviously i'm a well celebrated fan of of the nxt brand over the years but right now is maybe the less the least interested i've been in nxt like for a long time i think yeah. out, outside of the top angle with you know there's a there's a there's a, like a ton of great performers there but outside of the top story with undisputed era kind of you know dispersing and finn balor in the title hunt with carrying cross there's nothing that's really grabbing me there. Whereas AW have got like, you know, a multitude of stories in motion that I, I am invested in. So I just, I just think it's a bit of a lull for NXT and it's worrying given that we are heading towards the WrestleMania, you know, takeover two night event. But at the same time, you know, the COVID-19 stuff this week absolutely did affect the show in the directions that they were going in. So I'm not going to be too harsh on them. Of course, they couldn't like promote anything ahead of time as, as we mentioned, so I think the number is a byproduct of that. Mm-hmm. It's still though, I, you know, that's only one week. I'm I haven't been overly enamoured with the product for a number of weeks now, uh, and that pains me to say because I still believe like NXT takeovers are among, if not the best shows in the world for me, yeah. my money. Um, so to see the weekly product go like this, man, it's just. I think between like 2017 and 19, NXT was like untouchable. I honestly do. I thought it was the best show in the world by a distance. And to, yeah, see, I agree. to see where it is now, it's just kind of wallowing. It, and it, I, it I get needs it. the move to Tuesday. It badly needs the move to Tuesday. I mean, but even if they had, to... even yeah, sure. But even if they had this week, like, do you know what I mean? They're still at the mercy of all the things that have gone wrong recently and the pandemic and all whatever. Uh, I do think that, there's no, I will get into this later, but the correlation between the main roster and NXT talent is such a detachment as well. And in know, terms of what? Well, in terms of, so if you're NXT, and I've said this before, you'll always, always be at a disadvantage to AEW, no matter what, because you have to turn over your talent at an exponential rate, whereas AEW only add talent. It's a big difference. Right? Yeah, yeah, I agree. And, and like, then, if, for example, if John Moxley was in WWE, he wouldn't be in NXT. Well, Same as Jericho. Precisely that. And that's what I'm saying. When you look at NXT's roster, right, over the last, I don't know, let's just say from when AEW started, the AEW's inception. What was that? New Year's Day 2019. Was it? 20? 2020, right? You look at that. Was it? Or was it 2019? Wait, wait. I can't remember. Yeah, it was was 2019 because the show's been on air for like a year and a bit now. Okay, um, so you you go back to that day and you look at how who NXT have had on their roster, right? And they're not able to go after people the way AEW are either, like the agents that come out of WWE. Um, so I think if you were to look at that roster from then, I don't know. I, I did this the other day with someone: Bianca Belair, Keith Lee, Matt Riddle, uh, yeah, Shayna Baszler. There's a ton: Ricochet, Alistair Black, Andrade. Maybe I don't know. Maybe he just missed that, but he did. My God, the even the people I just named, right? Street Profits, there's a there's War Raiders. There is literally a ton. Imagine how strong that brand would be if they just added and added and added like AEW has. NXT will always be on the back foot because of that reason. Always. Because they're yeah, always and, and having to turn their talent over to the main roster. Talent that doesn't always, as we've discussed, 
get utilized in the same fashion. And there's a detachment as well. NXT is not exactly prepping people for the main roster because when they get there, for some obscure reason, Vince has got a different idea of what's going on. Um, and, you know, he's not happy with how they work. So we hear, et cetera, et cetera. I think, I, I, I just think that you have to consider that for NXT. They are always going to be on the back foot, always. Yeah, and I mean, you look at the NXT, the, the Fastlane card, for example, all but Daniel Bryan, Sheamus, and Randy Orton were in NXT. So all the people that have then graduated who are making up the NXT, the, the, the main roster class and the, the top of the main roster, uh, were part of NXT. So yes, NXT does have to lose names, but we're getting to the point now where the NXT model worked for me so well because they were doing that. The model worked so well Gets because you'd have, you'd have Alistair Black in there. You'd have him have his ascent to the title, hold the title, lose the title, leave. And I think that's what worked well. No one felt like, for me, Gargano's overstayed his welcome in NXT. Champa's overstayed his welcome in NXT. A lot of people that I feel have become stale now because NXT isn't used to booking people long-term. And for that, so like you, you, the, like, those three should all be in on the main roster right now for me. Hmm. I mean, um, I think Champ has already said. I mean, obviously, it doesn't apply at this point because they're not doing yeah. the whole road schedule. But Champ has hey. already said he couldn't do it. At. No, I know, but ooh, we got some breaking news here. I see that NXT UK stuff. Yeah, NXT UK. WWE just tweeted breaking the special event NXT UK Prelude will be taking place on April eighth. Hang on, it's not the same as the two-night takeover. That is the... Oh, but it's earlier in the day because it's the... Yeah, it's uh, earlier in the day. It's, th it's Thursday, right? It's the same usual... Yeah, but Thursday, N right? NXT's doing the Wednesday and Thursday. It's the two-night takeover, isn't it? That's what I'm but saying. It, oh, that's a... why it's prelude. There you go. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Duh. But yeah, uh, so we got a number one contenders match for the Heritage, Heritage Cup announcing Noam Dar and Tyler Bate. Sounds, sounds pretty tasty. That will be a banger. Just straight up. Two great yeah. wrestlers there. Is, is that the only match announced? Only match announced. Yeah, but very exciting. Very, very exciting. I, I, Alex and I have both been big proponents of NXT. So, good for them. I was saying about this with Cesaro the other day. Like, It is literally the best kept secret in wrestling. If you actually give that show a chance and watch the matches, the quality is insanely high. I just feel like it maybe doesn't have the luster and like the storylines or angles that like a dynamite has. But in terms of if you want to watch great wrestling, NXT UK will always be your jam. It seriously it is very, very good. Every week they have like at least one banger. Like the main event at the, in the very least will be a banger. And then you've got guys like Nathan Frazier, um, formerly known as Ben Carter and co, you know, uh, wrestling up and down the card as well. I, honestly, I, I think they're terribly under-celebrated. But anyway, we digress. Um, I agree. It, I, I very much agree with you. Uh, guys, this is a good point for me to remind you to get your Ultra Chats in, okay? It's uh, wrestletalk.com forward slash wrestling daily. We want all of your thoughts on the Wednesday Night Wars and the great action that we saw last night. Lou and I are still going to run down both shows, the big talking points for the next uh, 10, 15 minutes, and then we will get into what you guys think and what you want to say. And also, while we're here, we're so close to 10K. We're about 290-ish about away from 10K subscribers. And once we do that, we are going to drop merch. That's what's going to happen. Good eggs, good money, all of that good stuff. Uh, all of it. It's going to be dropping once we get to 10K. So come on, guys, uh, help us get there. Give us a thumbs up so more people see the show. 
Subscribe to the channel if you haven't. Uh, follow Rest Daily on Twitter. There's a, lo- a multitude of things you can do to help us. So be the good eggs that you are and, and do that, please. Uh, so anyway, just to tie a bow, I know we kind of went off on a tangent, right? But just to tie a bow on the women, I, I do think that as far as the slot they got put in and the expectations or the hope that people had, I do think that they delivered on on a, on, a, on, a, on a level that I didn't expect them to get that brutal. I thought that they put you know balls to the wall. I mean, no pun. You know, obviously that doesn't make sense. Um, but they absolutely went there, delivered, and they you know it's it, it, they knocked it out of the park in a situation where they had to. I think. I agree completely. Completely agree. Uh, should we get to some of the people's comments because we did a community poll? We should. I've left them in here, Louis. Are you going to be the man to click on them? I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll, I'll, I'll right. steer the ship. You, as we saw at the beginning, you controlling StreamYard. Hey. Uh, sometimes, hey. sometimes leads to problems. Oh, all right. Well, <laughs> be careful. Be careful. Uh, I apologize. I'm, I'm trigger happy now. Anyway, I was going to go say, on. I should look at Alex McCarthy's wrestling daily behind you and realize where I am. So we have here some comments from people uh, on our community uh, tab here on uh, Wrestling Daily. who have given some thoughts on the Lights Out match and everything that went on last night. So one here from Umer, uh, who says, even though this was a Lights Out match, uh, uh, sorry, even though this was a Lights Out match, but you can say it put lights on the AEW women's division. I like that one very much. Uh, Hector says, man, Britt put herself through hell last night. And she said that on the post-show bit. She said, I feel like hell. And then I think I can't I don't know who it was. <laughs> Even someone said, "Wait, t- wait till tomorrow." Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, she she's great. Brit's great. So so is Thunder Rosa. Um, I'm upset. Thunder Rosa keeps getting booked to lose uh, by dot dot dot. Thunder Rosa won, my friend. Um, yeah, I mean, whether they mean leading up to this or not, I don't know. Maybe, but I mean, she, she won the tag match on the last week show. Didn't she? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, she, she got she the but She lost on pay-per-view, though, didn't she? I don't know. Yeah, she, uh, I, don't know. I, I mean, I don't agree with the comment. I'm just trying to rationalise it, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, I uh, that, well, that wouldn't be the comment I would go through. I think this is the biggest win of Thunder's career so far. Yeah. Uh, best women's match, uh, best women's main event on television since the hey, war. Sasha hang Banks on a minute. How, how can you not read out Radical Chinchilla? That's a great name. Sorry, Radical Chinchilla. Best women's match on television since the Raw Sasha Banks versus Charlotte. Yeah, match. that's the match those I was were, talking about. Those were some good matches, to be fair. Those Very. were some really good matches. Uh, five stars here from Steels. Uh, Scott Young, AW gave women time in some form of story. What a time to be alive. <laughs> Scotty. Uh, final ones here from Tiralu, who says, I'm so proud of both of them. This was one of the best hardcore matches, period. I agree. Right. You know what? Facts. I, enjoy, I enjoyed it more than the exploding barbed wire death match. It's a hot take. I mean, maybe I I'm maybe I'm a bit uh, sad because of the. I was, I was just about to say I don't think we'd say that if the ending came off the way it did. But maybe. I mean, I mean, it's a, no, it's a legitimate thing though. I mean, I I think it the pace of it was more maybe enjoyable. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, go on, Carol. Yeah, fire and money from Riasat. Faruke, I'm very sorry for completely <laughs> butchering that name. And then Chris Rain says, "All the stars, match of the year for me." Chris Rain's Burnham. It's up. Burnham. Bam. Bam. Burnham. Burnham. Ah, look at me! Look how handsome Louis got. Ah, oh. ah, oh, there he is again. 
Do uh, not sing <laughs> on this show hey, ever hey, again. Listen, let me make this perfectly clear to you. It's my show, and I will <laughs> sing whenever I want. And the the if SB three was here, we would have we would have got into a choir. Then it would have been great. I'm not SB three. I lay down the law. You don't no singing. You absolutely don't. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I agree. I agree with a lot of those comments. Uh, yeah, and uh, as, as we said, we're going to be hopefully using our community tab a bit more, getting your thoughts and your opinions on the show. So, for example, if you can't make a show and want to give us your thoughts on the community tab, so be it. Let's do it that way. Absolutely, guys. And so, thank you very much for your comments. And moving along, let's talk about the pinnacle. Now, this is obviously the name of MJF's new stable with uh, FTR, Sean Spears and Dully Blanchard. I must say, uh, not only is it a great name, by the way. Oh, my word. Uh, I know it's boring to say that MJF is a good promo, but man, it was a good promo. I thought Tully opened it up quality as well. I I liked it. Um, Everything about the segment to me worked yeah i i just i'm so excited to see where they can go with the stable i have to believe they're going to be all in on them i, I really do oh. i loved it yeah i loved it i uh I, I messaged dax during the show and i was like man this good this really good it's really really good pinnacle of everything of wrestling of every- you know what and have you know have you seen the stuff on twitter like they've been saying pinnacle since july I know. Could they? I mean, uh, do you know what? If, if WWE did that, I'd go, no way. No, no way. No. I'd, in... like, I'd be like, hang on. I'd be like, that's a coincidence. No way. But for some reason, because it's AW, I'm like, yeah, so yeah. I got, they probably I message, planned it out. I got a message from two people. Last one I got was, uh, it's been in the plans for a while. Not hmm. sure whether that means that long. But I wouldn't be surprised. I would no, not be surprised. I, I would say it absolutely has. We know Tony Khan books six to nine months mm. in advance anyway. I mean, you've seen Wardlow talking on the Full Gear media call, being like, all right, who's giving you help in your career? MJF and Sean Spears. Uh, sorry, uh, FTR and Sean Spears. They're the people you mm. name dropped. Pinnacle. Like, <laughs> yes, Pinnacle is like a pretty common word. Like If you're trying to be a bit fancy and say I'm at the top of my game, I believe it. And this was genius. This was so, so good. Having Tully Blanchard cut the promo being like, I started my career with one of the most successful groups in wrestling, and I'm going to finish it with the most successful group in wrestling. Like, damn, that's good. That's real good. MJF is such a good promo. He forgot he was turning 20, uh, 25 by the time the show was set to air. No, 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 no. I need to get one up on MJF. So I tweeted that. He's yet to respond to me. Um, <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, he's going to... I don't know why I did it, because I was like, I'm going to wake up to being abused. But no, I woke up to just being ignored. Uh, but yeah, very, very good this match, this match, this segment. I loved it. I thought this was. <laughs> In fairness, there's no surprise that you loved it, though, is there? Like, no. If, if, we can like... be, if we can be transparent here, you bloody love FTR. You have like, like I do rock levels of love you have for FTR. It's, yeah. On Twitter, you try and masquerade it as genuine observations through the luster of FTR that you have. <laughs> I'm not that bad. Yes, I? you are. Yes, you are. You you bloody love them, and that's fine because they are great. But let's just let's just shoot straight here. Come on. I do like FTR. I do like FTR a lot, and I do like MJF a lot. I, even when I was on Fightful, oh, no wonder do. MJF. No wonder MJF said that I was the only one on Fightful worth a damn. Because all I do is go on every week and sing his praises. Uh, I love Wardlow. I think he's great, and I've interviewed Sean Spears before. And he was a delight. Such a great guy. Real wrestler's wrestler. Mm. So honestly, 
Very, 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 very. I, I love this. I loved it so much. It felt like this could be the start of something real big. And I know maybe this is me getting ahead of myself, but I feel like this could be the start of something big. No, to be fair, look, I know I'm only mucking around with you here, but I totally agreed. Like everything about the group screams money to me. I've been very clear. You know, I've been very high on MJF uh, and of course FTR long time. And I, I've said this as well. Wardlow to me will be the guy at some point. He really will. Um, so I don't know. I think, I think one day it will be him and MJF and it will be a magical feud over the title one of these days. Um, but I loved it. I thought it was a great way to start. Um, you know, also not, you know, must the first, uh, dynamite in a long time where Jericho wasn't on there, you know, I was like, wow. Okay. Um, but good. Nice to sell what happened the week before. Let the pinnacle breathe until they're, you know, start their story. Right. And as you said, they had some killer lines. Um, it was awesome. I, I even enjoyed MJF taking a shot at Jericho's hairline. That was nice. Um, and his, so- and his boobs. It was nice. And, it, and his boobs. So yeah, I, I think, you I'm going to pin- run to the loo very quickly. Because wow. I've drunk a lot of water you, today. You got you got to finish off your little FTR loving or Oh stop it. Go on, mate. Go on, off you get. <laughs> that little kid. Anyway, uh, as far as the pinnacle goes, I do think that with them and uh, the inner circle, that is money waiting to happen in that feud. There's a lot of different branches off there as well, like proud and powerful, having a go with FTR that's magic right there you got Jake Hader we we can see him doing big man stuff with Sean Spears and Wardlow I, I think there's a lot to be done there but everybody wants blood and guts don't they let's be let's be real about it everybody wants to have them uh you know these two f- collide that way and I think it'll probably be the demise of the inner circle will be how the pinnacle is really uh you know arrives on dynamite so everybody knows that MJF has the tremendous upside. He's going to be a world champion. Like It's just a matter of time. We know that. But how they get there, I think AEW does such a good job at doing that, in taking us along for the ride. And they're doing a very good job with Hangman Page in the same vein, where they're kind of plugging along, nothing too quick, nothing too soon, getting you invested, keeping the story going. And I love that what they're doing with MJF here. I, I think, obviously, AEW have got their ducks in a row you got people in the main event now, but they've got their ducks in a row for what's coming next so, so well. I'm very, very excited to see where they're going with that. Louis, uh, that was quick, man. Can you calm down with your lewd comments? You were talking about backend and growth There's the other day. Nothing lewd about what I just said. Just a quick man. Quick out of the blocks. I needed a wee and I did a wee. A wee. I needed a wee. All right, Louis. Good lad. Uh, anyway... Let's get yeah, what back. Would you, what do you want me to say? I needed a piss, mate. Yeah. Go for a, a piss. D- Alex, Alex, can I go for a wee, please? Yes, Louis. Let's, yes, you may. Let's come on. Let's finish up with uh, AEW here because we do have to talk about NXT before moving into the Ultra Chats. Uh, also, very much like what they did with Jade Cargill. I said this yesterday on Twitter that she, to me, and this is a bit of a hot take, to me, 
she's got that same immediate luster and star power that Brock Lesnar had and Kurt Angle had when they arrived in WWE. Push her to the moon the same way you push those guys to the moon. If you are a wrestling fan or not, you look at Jade Cargill and you go, Jesus, like, who is that? Right? Straight away. she's She's got the superstar aura that, like, honestly, a handful of people could have. As long as what she does in the ring matches the presentation, she is a megastar. It, you don't, she doesn't have to follow these usual guidelines of, oh, you know, be steady. And you push those people. You do it the right way. And I trust AEW to do it. I honestly think she is a huge, huge stars on their hands. Yes. She needs to work on her promos. Yeah. Well, so did Lesnar, right? You can get around this is the point. No, she you, has, you can. You can. She you can. Has and you know what? Le- Lesnar didn't work on his promos. And he got and he he just got mouthpiece. So whether it's that, cool, that works. Uh, but yeah, I think if she works on her promos or has a mouthpiece, she there is no reason she cannot go right to the top. I mean, we have seen her in very protected matches. I will say that in terms of the red velvet, there was a lot of smoke and mirrors. And in terms of Danny Jordan last night, again, it was like a squash. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what she can do in a competitive match, but I have no reason why. If, if, if they said to me, you know what, Shida versus Cargill at, at double or nothing, I wouldn't be like, mm, no, I think she deserves it. I'm not only not deserves it, but it it would work. She looks the part. She she, she she's a star. She she is yeah. a ready made star. I'm not saying like she is Lesnar or do what they did with Lesnar. I'm just saying that she has that same immediate appeal that you need to capitalize on right like as far as a woman goes she's maybe the most physically impressive woman certainly since china maybe like that we've ever seen in the business i mean there's not yeah. many there's not many as striking as her yeah she looks the part no no, no. she right. like even everything about her presentation the entrance that the gear, the gear duplex Oh, the, God the gear, everything, everything looks awesome. Everything looks absolutely incredible. Well, I saw a thing last night, right? Speaking about the women's division and back to the pinnacle, because I, I need to talk about the pinnacle. Do you think if Tessa Blanchard did come into AW, maybe there wasn't such accusations and her perceived to being problematic, do you think she would have been in the pinnacle? Yeah, no brainer, in it? Yeah, it would have worked so well, wouldn't it? Have her mm. instead of Spears. Or maybe as well. Or just, or, just, or just add her. You know, like she's yeah. not taking. She wouldn't be taking anyone's spot per se, would she? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, just just to circle back to Cargill, like, I I feel. Yeah. Um, you know, you talk about competitive match. Yeah, obviously I'm aware she's green, and you don't want to do like, too much too soon. Like, even Lesnar had like I don't know. I think he had like six, like nine months in OVW. Um, so I'm aware, but like, there's no reason she can't r- run through some of the women they've got on like AW Dark and you know, Elevation. Let her get her, like well, a whole. I wouldn't have her do that. I wouldn't. No, have not her on there. Go. I don't mean. I don't mean okay. her on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean yeah. the women. The women they have on there. Have her showcase yeah, yeah. on dynamite beating those women, and just let her build up those wins and keep doing it. Keep getting the reps in, and then when the moment arrives, pull the trigger. I really think that she has that special thing that doesn't come along very often, uh, and you know she could be dynamite. Uh, um, uh, another thing here from Unreal Thoughts, uh, Raquel Gonzalez in terms of having that, being that imposing figure, being, no, having that look. she's big, she's big, she's not as imposing as Jade Cargill, because Jade Cargill is like shredded to beyond belief. I don't see, you really think that's debatable? If Raquel Gonzalez is as shredded 
as Jade Cargill. Uh, not shredded, not shredded, but huge. Like she, she's a tall woman. Yeah, she's big. I mean, she's only about as big as Rhea Ripley, though. Like, what, six foot? No, she's not... no, 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 no. Rhea Ripley's 5'7". She's not. She's taller than she me. She is 5'7". I'm telling you, she... But then you're 5'6", mate. I'm not. I've, met, I've, been, I've interviewed her in the flesh, Louis. She is not 5'7". I'm telling you that for a fact. I'm um, telling you here, she is 171 centimetres. You, so you're reading One's... the height. And you're believing the height, just just to be clear. Yes, and why wouldn't I? As well, is he? No, 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 no. Ah, and the penny drops. No, yeah, okay. Adam Cole's listed as six foot. Thank you. She, they're not going to have women six foot upwards. WWE, that's like their mantra. I'm telling you, she's bigger than five foot seven. Anyway, oh, is Raquel. I'm five eleven, and Rhea Ripley is like she was taller than me when we spoke. Raquel Gonzalez is listed as six foot. Yeah, I'm telling you, she's. I mean, she's big. She's probably a couple of, maybe even an inch or two bigger than that, right? And WWE have like scaled it down. For some reason, they scale it down with women and men. They scale up, but um, I, yeah, she's big. I don't think you. If you looked at um, Jade Cargill and Raquel Gonzalez, I, I just, they're different. You know what I mean? They're they're both impressive, but I just mean Cargill has that immediate like, whoa. No, I get that, it. I get it. And I don't disagree. What, um. Mm. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I, no, I would, to I would... be fair, I'm, 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 I think Jade looks great. I'm very high on Jade. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Ooh, I mean, she, I... She's 5'7 with lifts. Who is? Bria Ripley. Uh, yeah, maybe. I don't, to be fair, I really can't think back to what she was had on her feet when we spoke. I've spoke to her twice, though, and both times she was big. So maybe she did have boots on. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> this guy's really focused on Rhea Ripley's height. You're not 5'11", <laughs> bro. I absolutely am. Trust me. Because um, 5'11 is a weird height as well. I'd, t- I'd say I was six foot if I really wanted to be. Um, but anyway. That's what, that's what I tell people as well. What? what? obviously Raquel at this stage like <laughs> let's <laughs> come on now let's not make this a, a strange debate it's not I'm not pitting the two against each other it was just you know Louis mentioned about being uh, imposing which Raquel is but I just think Jade has that immediate both like, are great wow, let's, let's, let's enjoy both both are absolutely fantastic no, it, it doesn't it do, one doesn't belittle the other I'm just saying no uh, no I, I, I wasn't saying that trend. about you I was saying that about the comments Indeed. Uh, moving along. Anyway, we need to get to these ultra chats and we haven't even spoken about NXT. This happens every goddamn week. Uh, but anyway, Cody Rhodes beats Penta, um, gets the attack after the match. Really, the story, strangely again, is QT Marshall and how long he takes to get to the ring. That was um, so clunky. Like, I get it? the story they were trying to tell. But why is like why is Cody annoyed? Or like the Nightmare family annoyed? That Dustin no. and the you- gun club... You can't go into great detail here. We need to fly through. <laughs> but it was stupid. It was stupid. It was, to be fair, what's that to say about NXT? A little bit. Walter's back. There we go. Done. Not that. You're, you're underselling that. Um, yeah. Listen, when they have um, somebody like Cutie Marshall as the main part of that story, I'm, just, I'm a bit like, hmm. Anyway, Matt Hardy, uh, his, his new stable, I think we're going to call it that, got off to a winning start, which was cool. Um, you, you'd, you'd hope for as much uh, under that scenario. And the Sting and Darby Allen and Tony Skyavone, uh were interrupted for the umpteenth time. Uh, but the one thing that really came out of this, though, obviously Lance Archer was laying down the law. Brian Cage face turn. 
it looks like he probably he's probably done the best work of his career as a face to be honest and like impact and stuff like that so um bit surprised i mean I, i'm not i can't say i saw it coming though lou no didn't see it coming i didn't see that coming i'm not opposed to it i just want to see the interview where he's not interrupted what they should do they should keep having or the, or they should keep having having him interrupted and have this as a long way to build to a sting and tony Giovanni podcast <laughs> build to the podcast i said yesterday <laughs> well, they, basically they should, have, they should have a weekly talk show right they, they, yeah, they should definitely have that because every week they're like yeah. and tonight sting talks yeah no shit like we know <laughs> we know that's what's going to happen but it's like yeah. you know oh well I, imagine yeah. if it's like right he keeps being interrupted so we're gonna go have a weekly podcast filmed from our filmed from our own homes where they can't be interrupted the podcast yeah. is called it's sting it writes itself it's sting that's right um so in nxt we had dexter loomis and austin theory open the show you know the way doing their entertaining stuff again we all know what the story is here theory um kidnapped by loomis um seemingly upset that loomis doesn't like him because he set him free because he's annoying um then we've got uh indy hartwell who is enamored with dexter loomis there's a lot in going on with the way and dexter loomis um so yeah uh, lou any thoughts no not really. You have, you have no thoughts. What do you? What I'm do you not think really a fan thing? of Dexter Loomis. I don't like Dexter ah! Loomis. <laughs> Sorry, Dan, um, but I'm not a fan of Dexter Loomis. Uh, I, I think he's very. He, he plays his role well, but it, it's not a role that I'm very interested in. Yeah. Do you think you'll get the North American Championship? I hope not. If Kashida didn't get it, I'd be a little bit upset if he did. But oh well, never mind. Uh, it's it's it's, it's, it's uh, you don't. He doesn't need the title. Yeah, I mean, well, then we had uh, Brizango and Legado del Fantasma, but maybe the story after was the, you know, goddamn the headbutt from Jordan Devlin uh, on uh, Escobar. Obviously, they are the cruiserweight champions who are going to face off, uh, presumably, at Takeover. Um, that's where he. I think yeah. that's where that's where he challenged. I think Devlin it's with. announced. No. Yeah, stand yeah, and deliver, done. Devlin and Escobar. So that's going to be a It'd cool be a great match. match. It'd be a great match. Devlin had one of my favourite matches of 2019 with Carl Fletcher at a progress show. Um, so I'm looking forward to it because I think it'd be really good fun. And he kicked off 2020 with a killer match with Tyler Bate. So there you have Tyler. it. Um, yeah. Also, I mean, who who doesn't have a great match with him? Dakota Kai and Zoe Stark. Now, Zoe Stark's making quite the impression on the NXT brand, man. And uh, this was another great showcase with Dakota Kai. Uh, maybe what made the headlines was uh, Dakota Kai's super kick as Stark came flying into the ring, very Shawn Michaels-esque. Um, and then she got the coat kick for the pin and the win. Um, I mean, I'm cool. Oh, like... boy. What? Rampage versus Walter at Prelude. Yeah. I heard for the title. Damn. Is that the way you get rid of Walter and just have him in America? I don't know. Oh, damn. Is Rampage the guy? Is he the guy? I think so. I mean, he's he's, he's, one, match, he's one of only a, he's a, he's one of only a handful of viable options, in my opinion. I agree. I agree. I do. If he doesn't I do would, it, I, would, then I, I wouldn't hate like, it. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't mind if Walter just like did an Oscar and just kind of like left and went. You know, to have the title. I don't know. Maybe that devalues it. I don't know. Anyway, that match. Wow, that's going to be big. So, as we know, we had Marcel Bartel take on Champa, but the story there is Volta 
with a V making his comeback, um, which, you know, was awesome. I, uh, the chop on Champa. Oh, I like, no matter how many times I see a, a Volta chap, it really doesn't get old to me. I, I loved it. I thought it was awesome reintroduction. Volta looks great, by the way, as well. Maybe it looks like he lost a little bit of weight to me. Um, Champa is going to take a ridiculous beating. I think, at the hands of Volta. Um, it's just great to see him back. That's It's a great injection for the NXT brand, Lou. Yeah, I agree. I think it really looking forward to it. Champer, uh, it, would, it would be interesting to see how Thatcher, obviously, plays into this. Um, but I'm Champer and uh, Walter should be a really good match, really fun. Walter's awesome. Walter, Walter is absolutely amazing. I, I love this. I thought it was the best part of NXT, for sure. Yeah, absolutely was. Uh, Eli Drake, now known as LA Knight, uh, got his debut win in NXT. His finisher is quite interesting, man. It's like a stunner, but then it turns into a front base buster. Do you know what I mean? Like, he, like, kicks the gut, comes mm. round, comes round like a stunner, but then he ends up doing a face buster. Yeah, meh, I don't know. I like him. I think he's really cool. He's like, I like whenever I like he says, him. yeah. I like him. Whenever he goes, yeah, that makes me laugh. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so just, and obviously the main and the opener and the closer was more about Finn Balor and Carrion Cross. They ended up challenging uh, only, Bur- only Birch, only Lorcan and Danny Birch, right? Um, What's their obsession but- with this? What's the problem? Stop it. Just stop it. Tag titles and main titles. Keep them set. I'm going to swear here. Keep them fucking separate. What's the problem? Stop it. Stop doing it. It's really sure. winding me up. I can tell. Do you need to go to the toilet? No, I'm fine. All right. All right. Well, Finn, um, Balor got pinned. Finn Balor got pinned on St. Patrick's Day. That, that's, yeah, that stinks, doesn't it? That really stinks. Um, it's, I mean, like, it's, like, it's like when they get sent to their hometown, isn't it? To like rest in front of their hometown and they lose. Listen, every equipment. time... Every time JR went to Oklahoma, something terrible happened to that man. <laughs> <laughs> every time. Every time. Poor bloke. Anyway, uh, let's get to the Ultra Chat. Sorry, guys, that we've made you wait so long, but we'll get to it now. And guess who's first up? It's Bo Hill in the house. And he says, that main event was crazy. Good to see AEW letting the women's division shine. They definitely need to sign Rosa. Uh, Rosa, Sheeda. Baker, Deeb, Rio is a solid top of the division. Yeah, it really is, actually. Um, would be nice to add Jordan Grace, too, after her contract ends in May. It's a very interesting you know, note to make there. If you add Tia Trinidad and Jordan Grace there, wow, that does start to shape up well. Um, the only thing I will say is that I think Jordan Grace has been quite open about WWE being her dream. Um, she, she has said that, but I think if you look at the quotes, she was more like, it's my dream, but... It was, I think it was more like it's always been my dream, but there are now other options, and yeah. I have more control. Like WWE, I would have less control over my character, but make more money. She's been honest about it, but I don't think it's like from that. I wasn't like she's one hundred percent going to WWE. I think it was more like maybe she could well stay in Impact. It's not out of the question, but I think especially the way the relationship works now. But um, I, I if I was AW, obviously. I'd make a massive play for her. I think everyone should. She's young. She's got a great, unique look. She's really young. Yeah, she's like 24, right? Is she? I was going to say 23, but 24, probably 23, 24, 25 around that age. That's what I mean. I mean, she's got a lot of upside. So hopefully, yeah, hopefully you're right. Uh, And yeah, I mean, like you said, that's a great base. I, I, I am like ultra confident. 
that uh, if Thunder Rosa became available, everyone and anyone with half a brain would be trying to acquire her. So- to be fair, WWE needs some new refs. Don't. Don't. Uh, Mayor of Painsville Dan says, hey, Hi, guys. What an incredible night of wrestling, right? Everyone has been talking about it. All of the social media is full of it. Uh, wonderful match between Loomis and Theory, wasn't it? Just kidding. I think Baker versus Rosa was an absolute game changer. I do too. I think we've already discussed it at length, but um, I really do think that um, as far as changing perceptions of women's wrestling for AEW, the, the one thing they've really been uh, criticised about, that was an awesome way to start turning heads. Agreed, but give us give us some more. Get, it, doing this is is fantastic, absolutely fantastic. But let let's see let, let's see how it's delivered on and sort of followed up on. Yeah, it has to be just the start. Uh, Tom yeah. talks rubbish. Good name. Uh, really enjoyed the show overall. Main event was amazing. Please check out my review. Oh, he's he's, he's paid for cross posting. Fair play to him. Uh, he, my, he, I, I know Tom, and he's very good. Uh, my review on YouTube channel with the same name. Tom talks rubbish. This is this is legit. This is a shoot. I'm actually going to check that out after this. I'm going to go and check out your YouTube channel. There's a fact. Very good. Uh, Arif Handelko. I hope I didn't butcher that at Louis Dangor style. Hello. It's been a while since I tuned in, but thank you for always bringing the good vibes. Of course, my friend. Of course. No Goldberg jokes now. That's another good start. Um, but what do you think of AEW starting to become the land of too much factions? Even if it works, would it replicate WWE? Peace. I don't think there's too many. Um, I'm actually a guy who loves factions. Like, that's just, I loved it when WWE, like, turn of the millennium, had, like, the corporation and the Ministry of Darkness and DX, and there's all these different things happening. I loved that. Um, WCW probably took it to an extreme at one point, but... I think as long as it makes sense, it often gives people a place on the card or on the show that ultimately they wouldn't otherwise have. And it helps with feuds a lot. You know, WWE have this horrible habit of just, we're going to rematch a million times, but you can go in different directions when you've got different members of the stable, you know, whether it be attacks, matches, whatever you like. So I'm actually a fan and I don't think there's too many. No, I, I like how like a lot of people are part of factions or part of groups. I I like to think of wrestling like, like school, right? So you're not a loner at school, like you got your own friends. Like, everyone's got their own little friends and their own little like bubbles and like friendship groups. So yeah, just like, have it like that. It's it makes sense. Yeah, that's what I mean. You, you know, when when people go solo, it's always a bit of a weird weird thing. Wrestle Scope says, "Wait, I can promote my channel uh, on the Ultra Chat." Yes, you can, Wrestle Scope. Although I've probably just done it for you. Um, Matty says, "Hi, Alex and Louis. How are you both, Louis? How is Harvey? He's good. Good. He's good." He's good. I thought AEW was very good. The Brit match ruled. MJF is great too. On another note, what are your thoughts on WrestleMania being 36,000 fans rather than 45? Congratulations to Eric B. Well deserved. He's so good. Um, I mean, I always it's not It's not 36, by the way. It's 36% of, yeah, yeah. I think it's 29,000. 25, I thought, was what John is it? said. John I thought Albert. I saw that. Mm, he had to he had to walk back his original thing. I, I don't know. I, I I thought I heard it was capped. I don't know. I, don't quote me on that. Maybe, uh, maybe capped at twenty nine max. I think maybe. it was something. It was something like that. Um, but twenty five. Let's just say. And yeah, I always thought forty five. As much as like, obviously, my heart wants that. I want to see more fans, and I want wrestling events to be back. I did think that forty five k was ambitious for sure. And Eric Bischoff. 
been a no-brainer for ages. It should have been with the NWO last year. Um, but, you know, isn't it ironic, 20 years since WWE bought WCW, they then go, oh, now is your time, bud. Um, I do think he's been awesome, Eric. Uh, I've interviewed him before. I know Louis has, and the guy is just terrific. Um, and, you know, I don't think you can deny his contributions to the business. Pretty much the only promoter in history to have actually overtaken Vince McMahon at some stage and really you know, giving him a run for his money. So, and, you know, again, NWO is significant impact on the business too. There's a lot. Yeah. He, he had, he had good ideas. Some very good ideas. Some bad ideas. I, he was good very bad too. I liked him. Yeah, he was. He was, he was good. He was a perfect, like, WCW Mr. McMahon, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Mary Pencil Dan says, oh, and one more thing, a little scoop here. Oh, wow. Getting scoops on Ooh, this guy. Sorry. Isn't that our job? He's getting us out of business. Some great Dex Express news coming soon. Be a little patient with me, but keep this message in mind. Something is coming for sure soon. Oh, what a tease. What a tease you are, Dan. Uh, and finally, we've got Twisted Minds saying, just a reminder that it's Louis Dangor versus Matthew Rosa in the Wrestling Trivia Challenge Tournament quarterfinals today, premiering in less than two hours on the Greg Cherry Brand YouTube channel, Go Nugget! Louis, man, you've been busy today. No, this was taped a couple of weeks ago. There we go. Hasn't that dropped at a nice time then? There you go. Capitalising on your busyness. Uh, thank you so much, guys, for all of your ultra chats. I do believe that's all of them, unless I'm not being as scrupulous as I should be. So once again, thank you so much. And once again, th you know, thank you for understanding. And please take our apologies uh, that Luke Gallows, Doc Gallows, wasn't able to uh, be on the show today. Obviously, we were disappointed, but it's something that he couldn't help. And thus, you know, we're going to endeavour to make it happen again. He's indicated that we will. So you can expect that to get sorted out. But as Louis says, next week is interesting stuff. And don't forget, uh, tomorrow is not Louis' last Friday before the guest host because he's here today. Steph Chase is in the place tomorrow. The Ultra Chat Queen, the Hot Take Machine. She will be here 8 p.m. start UK time. And yeah, and then from Monday... It's my radio show, but we will have a post show um, because, of I course, gonna, I was going to say, just wait, man. Have some patience. You scared me. I was like, ow, <laughs> these are meetings we need to have behind the scenes. <laughs> Production meetings. <laughs> so I've got my radio show uh, Monday, but I actually think that's nine to 11. So we could go at the normal time. Uh, that is that's my plan at the moment. I'll probably. Yeah, we're going to say normal time. At the moment, I'm I'm doing this on the fly. I should really discuss it. But eight till nine uh, Monday. Al, Al and I, Al and I will sort it and probably let you know by tomorrow's show. Yeah, uh, let's just say for now, eight till nine Monday. Uh, that'll be Louis again, of course, in the hot seat with me, uh, and he'll be back as well on the Tuesday. Then SB3 on the Wednesday, Steph Chase on the Thursday, Sean Ross Sap, the Cruzomania champ, on the Friday. Uh, so it's going to be a good week. It's going to be a good week of stuff, guys. We're on the road to WrestleMania. Thank you so much for joining us for tonight's show. I really enjoyed waxing lyrical about all the great stuff we saw last night. Until tomorrow with Steph Chase, we will see you later. And this time I will press the right button. Bye-bye. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.